Welcome to the Calamunda Sermon Cast. This message was first delivered live at Calamunda Church of Christ. Hi, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> You've got a better good morning than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. I know it's Mother's Day, so you're expecting a Mother's Day sermon. Something pretty, but I'm doing a sermon for everybody, so you don't get to fall asleep, dads. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So I want to start by reading Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. I got this, obviously from the Bible, but there's a Colin Buchanan song that I listen to with my kids and that song has been going through my head for the past oh, month or so. Um, so if you, if you know the song, sing along with me. <laughs> not really. Um, <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Now, I want to chop this up a little bit into three sections today um, and talk about impacting the world, I suppose, um, living in, in God's purpose for our life. So trusting the Lord with all your heart, it requires passion, passion from your heart, from the deepest part of you. Have you ever come across a person with a deep passion for something? Um, my father-in-law is very, very passionate about making pizza in his wood-fire oven. Um, when he first got the oven installed, all we had for three weeks straight was pizza. He wanted to get it right. He wanted to do it right. And now he makes the best pizza ever, just in case he's listening. <laughs> so now when we have pizza, there's a process that he goes through. He makes a special sauce from the herbs in his garden. He m- makes sure that the pizza dough has risen perfectly with the exact amount of, of time involved. And then he turns on the ten tenors, of course, and rolls out his pizza dough in such a fashion, very authentic Italian, because it was taught to him by his Italian cousin, so it must be right. <laughs> Pizza making is an art in Papa Joe's kitchen. It takes time, it takes effort, but what it really takes is passion and that's a quote from Papa Joe. (laughs) You can make pizza with no passion, but there's something different about it when you put passion in, when you love what you're doing, when you make an effort. You can do anything, in fact, without passion. You don't need passion to do things. But there's something different when you add passion to the mix, something better about it. In some of Paul's letters, he is so passionate. Um, just an example in Romans, Romans 8, 37 to 39, he says, In all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hear the passion. Paul is passionate in this letter. And we should be passionate too. Are you passionate? Are you passionate about serving God? Are you passionate about God's plan? My face is probably going red because I am passionate. (laughs) It's really, really hard to be around a passionate person and not feel passion yourself. A few weeks ago, I met an American couple who, um, they've been living in the Philippines for the past 20 years, serving as missionaries. 
I have to admit, I've never had a heart for serving in third world countries. I've, I've never felt a passion for that. But listening to these people, I couldn't not feel passion because they are so passionate about what they're doing, about God's calling on their life, about serving these people and serving God. It's inspiring. Passion, it's contagious. Passion is just like fire. Passion is ignited, passion is caught, and passion is fueled. And we need to ask God to ignite passion in us. I truly, truly believe that every person that has a deep, strong, constant relationship with God will be passionate about him to the point of being completely contagious. We should be so excited about God. So we need to ignite our passion by realising it, by asking God to ignite it within us. We need to catch passion from the passionate people around us, from our fellow Christians, from our brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to fuel our passion by learning and understanding and doing, by being with God. Sorry, I could have catch my breath. <laughs> Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Every single person here has something to offer. Everyone can be used by God to impact the world. In fact, I believe our very purpose is to impact the world. All of us, regardless of education and special talents, special gifts. Albert Einstein, who was a very, very smart man, he did something. <laughs> we know he was a brilliant mind. He, he changed mathematics, I think. <laughs> but he said, I have no special talents. I am only passionately curious. He was passionately curious. To me, that's a talent in itself. But for Albert Einstein to say that he has no talent, it's crazy. But the thing about Einstein is that nobody ever believed in him. I never believed he would amount to anything. He failed at school. But what was considered his weakness led him to become history's most famous mathematician. So let me tell you, everyone has been created by God and made in his image. Gifts and talents aside, we should all hold our heads up high for that fact alone. We are created by God. Why then do we devalue ourselves? Maybe we compare ourselves to people like Albert Einstein, <laughs> maybe we compare ourselves to what we see in the media. Perhaps it's false humility. Maybe we know we're good deep down, we know we're loved by God, we know we have something to offer, but nobody wants to say that about themselves because especially in Australian culture, no one wants to be the tall poppy because tall poppies get cut down. Perhaps we were told so often that we would never amount to anything and we started to believe it. Or maybe, just maybe, we were never ever told anything at all. I'm telling you today that you are loved so deeply by the only true God who is mighty. He's beyond our comprehension. He's amazing. We've just done a series on it. He is larger than life. He's incredible. And he created us. He created each and every one of you to be unique and he created each and every one of you for a purpose. I want to read this to you. Um, I got it off, off Facebook, so excuse that. But 
This is just a list of people that, uh, that God called. Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob was a liar. Leah was ugly. Poor girl. Joseph was a slave. Moses couldn't speak clearly. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair. Terrible. And was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. Elijah was suicidal. Isaiah preached naked. Now that's confidence. (laughs) Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. Peter denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. Timothy had an ulcer. And Lazarus was dead. (laughs) All these people from the Bible were lacking something. (laughs) But they were all used by God. Sometimes the thing God calls us to seems crazy. But when will we stop leaning on our own understanding and submit to him, despite how crazy it may seem? Stuff happens, worlds change, people's lives are impacted when we fully rely upon God and allow him to make up what we're lacking. I am going away from my script for a second. (laughs) I wasn't the best speaker when I was a kid. I hated, hated public speaking at school, but we had to do it. So I wrote a speech about socks. Socks! (laughs) I was terrified of speaking in front of people. I didn't feel like I had anything special to say. I was the quiet, shy child that was forced to do a speech and whispered the whole way through. Um, And here I am being used by God to preach this morning. God, God fills up the rest of you. The things you can't do, God, God can do. 1 Corinthians 1, 26-29 says, Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring nothing, bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. We can't wait until we're good enough, because we never will be. We can't wait until we've earned enough money, because really we never will. We can't wait till we're smart enough good-looking enough. We can't wait for any of those things. God, God, we need him. We will never arrive. We can't do it in our own strength. God wants to use each of us now as we are, for a purpose, as we are now. I want to remind you of Esther. She was an orphan and she was a Jewish girl being brought up by her cousin in Persia. She was a minority. She didn't have a whole lot to brag about. But she was beautiful and she was chosen to participate in, well, really, it was Persia's next top model. They had to go through 12 months of beauty treatments, which doesn't sound fun to me. At the end of this, Esther, the Jewish orphan, 
she won the affections of, her, of the king. She became queen. But that's, that's not what's great about this story. She, no one knew at that stage um, in the palace that she was a Jew. And when Haman, the king's 2IC, decided that all Jews should be killed, it's, um, it's then that the story gets good. Because Esther, she, she needs to step up. So, so she does. She, with the help of her, her cousin, the encouragement of her cousin, she does step up and she does save the Jews. But what he says to her in Esther 4, 13-15, he says, Do not think that because you're in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. For such a time as this. If she hadn't stepped up, God would have saved the Jews in a different way. But she did step up. She did use what God had given her. God can fulfil your purpose in some other way. He doesn't need to use you. But has it occurred to you that perhaps you're exactly where you are right now with all the gifts and abilities you do or don't have for a purpose, for God's purpose? All of us were created right now for God, for God, by God, right now, for this time. It doesn't matter what we have or don't have. God can use us. We just need to be willing and ready. We just need to jump up when the opportunity comes. And he will make your path straight. Just because a path is straight doesn't make it easy. There are a lot of hills here in Kalamunda. And I'm not a fan of walking as it is. So just because a path is straight doesn't make it easy. It can be uphill. It can be downhill. There can be rocks in the, in the way. There can be logs and branches doesn't this part of this it doesn't mean that Christian life will be easy it doesn't mean God will make your life easy it means that the path will be straight you'll be able to see living at a Christian living as a Christian in this world isn't easy but having God direct your paths gives us hope comfort and relief knowing that he has a plan even if we don't know exactly what it is yet. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Have passion for God and the life he has given you. Be in his word. Talk to him. Spend time with God. Sit at his feet. Worship him. He is our God. He created us. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. What you lack doesn't matter. God has plans that are beyond what you can offer but you do have something to offer and that's yourself. He will make your path straight. God will be with you. He does have a plan for you, each and every one of you, a unique purpose for your life. Now I know I've gone really quick. Um, Ten minutes. No, not quite. Um, (laughs) But this morning... um, I think what we need to remember is that God is with us. God is is in us. He's, 
I said I wouldn't do that. (laughs) He can ignite passion in us. He has a plan for each and every one of us. And you can't sit there and say that you're not talented and you have nothing to offer because you are God's child. You are created by God for a purpose for such a time as this. Um, Can I have the worship team back up already? Um, If you're here this morning and you want to commit yourself to living in God's will, to following his purpose, to being ignited with his passion. If you just want to be open to God this morning, I invite you um, to come forward and we'll pray with you. There is nothing more beautiful than when Christians pray together. So during this song, if you would like some up for prayer, please do. I'm just going to pray now. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you have given us so much. You gave us your son. I thank you for your love. I thank you, Lord God, that you can ignite passion in us. Father God, I pray that you will. Father, I pray that you will just give us the ability to walk the path that you have purposed for us. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. He knows. He knows the plans. Thank you, God, that your love is beyond our comprehension. Nothing can tear us away from your love. Thank you, Father. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Kalamata Church Christ. You are inspired or challenged by this message. We hope that you will share it with a friend. And hey, let us know too. Find us at kalamatachurchchrist.org.au Also look for us on Twitter and Facebook.